Welcome, everyone. Today, I said we'd talk about fear and the power on NLP today um, and do a technique. This is going to be a technique. I'm going to start doing techniques on a lot of the NLP today. Uh, and it's an updated, I've done the fear into power technique for a while. Um, but when you first start thinking about it, you know, fear is a gift from the universe to keep your ass alive. That's the number one thing that it's there for. And I, you know, people go, I want to be fearless. Then as someone said, then you want to be dead, right? Because you're always going to have some level of fear. Uh, the problem is, Fear gets misplaced, fear gets misused. Um, and a little bit of fear is a great thing, right? Um, because it that little bit of fear, if you want to call it that, motivates you, gets your energy flowing, frees up brain chemicals, gives you a little bit of an energy boost. Uh, men and women both gives a testosterone jump, right? So you have more energy, more drive. Uh, and so that's a good thing. You know, and you always hear, uh, top-level people, athletes, and performers talk about they never want to get to the point where they don't have, if you want to label them butterflies, but it's light-level fear before an event, before a speech, before a performance, right? And I don't remember who it was I heard talk. It was either Tom Brady or Peyton Manning uh, was talking about how they always have pregame jitters. There's always a little bit of fear, right? And they never wanted to not, not have it. And whichever one said that, because they go, every time I felt totally calm going into a game, it did not end well. You know, when you, like he, whoever it was said, um, there was a game they were going into, they were favored by like 24, the other team didn't have a chance, yada, yada, yada. And the they lost, right? The other team, because no, the whole team was not like, you know, if you understand sports and performance, um, coaches will use that, you know. Um, you know, in our sports course, Jeff would talk about, it, he'd yell at people like, don't take this guy for granted. He'll kick your ass, right? You know, and I've heard him say that when I've been at his gym and he's training guys. The guys you expect the least out of will come up and destroy you. So I always had that healthy fear of your opponent, healthy fear. And I know as a performer myself, you know, I always have some butterflies, right? And that's, you know, in a performance or a speech, I still get a little nervous when I'm giving a talk, whether it's at a conference or wherever, you know, I always have some because I start, it's just, it's my brain telling me to be, okay, get ready. We're going to have fun. So what we're going to talk about is how not to go from where fear becomes bad is you go from fear to terror. You know, fear to abject, oh my God, everything will go wrong. And part of this is in your psychology because we fear loss much more than we anticipate a gain, right? We fear loss like they say two to seven times more, right? It's why when you have a, you know, when people have, if you invest in, I don't, but I've <laughs> long story. But if you have a bad stock, many people will hang on to it, right? Because they've already lost this, but they fear losing more, right? How many people stay in a bad relationship? We have people here into that kind of stuff, right? Because the next relationship may be worse. So I'll stay in the shitty relationship or a shitty job, 
right? Because it's the fear of you, you know, you and you you make it bigger than what it is. <clears throat> you know, and a lot of our fears for what we do is about, <clears throat> excuse me, um, the factors beyond your control. All humans want to control shit, right? We want to, you know, we'd like to do the app. You know, people, I'll do it when I know it'll work. <laughs> well, good luck with that, right? You know, you know, when I was doing practice building, you know, I'd get people to talk to me about it and I'd say, well, they said, well, I'll only do it if I know it's going to work for sure. I said, well, if you know it's going to work for sure, instead of charging you $4,000, I'm going to charge you $100,000, <laughs> right? It's like, because, you know, it may not work. There's factors beyond our control. You may just, you know, whatever it is. But we fear that, right? And then we then we start painting the bleak scenarios, right? And actually, it's the dread of things that you you fear, like asking someone out, starting a new job, trying a new project, or giving a talk. <clears throat> you always it's it's the dread factor, you know, as my dear friend Dan Sullivan would say, it's that dread. You enter the dread zone, right? You ever work, you know. Good example would be somebody, you know, wants to ask their boss for a raise and they dread it, dread it, dread it, right? And then when they finally do it, regardless of the outcome, whether they get the raise or not, it's you you look back and go, why did I dread that so much? Right. And so it's that, you know, it's just the way your brain works, right? And that's what it is, right? So we and then the other thing that it does on the flip side is. It can help, it can force you to downplay your successes, right? You gave a really good talk. Yeah, but so-and-so did great, you know? And again, as my that guy Dan Sullivan says, it's the difference between the gap and the gain. If you give a better talk this year than you gave last year, that's all you should focus on. But not like the gap between you and a professional speaker, that that's all they do, right? It's your first play. I was doing a direct in a play and had people hadn't done very many plays. And one person was like, classic example. You know, they were doing great. We're getting right. They're like, I think I'm going to quit a couple of days before we open. I'm like, why? Well, I see how good everybody else is doing. And I'm like, everybody else on this stage has been a professional at one point. You've never done a play in your life. You're, you know, you know, if you get out there, don't fall over your own feet and say most of your lines, that should be a win <laughs> you know, at, the, at the very beginning. But we do that. We we gap ourselves to the experts, right? So, and it can cause you to downplay what we're doing, right? So how do you overcome this fear? Well, first of all, you know, a lot of us were trained by fear-based people, you know, parents, authority figures. They feared loss. So they're gonna they're gonna make you fear loss, right? Um, and then you have to really consciously. This is a conscious thing, not a subconscious NLP hypnosis. You have to begin to consciously try to keep flip, flipping your thinking back to looking at small successes as wins, right? And it's, again, to use a sports analogy. Um, I, there was a coach, um, NFL, you know, so football, 
but he had a rookie quarterback. Well, it's the guy at Jacksonville, right? As a rookie quarterback, well, the first coach was horrible, um, Urban Meyer. But the second coach, right, he's coaching this that guy up. And all he, and I heard him talk, he goes, look, as long as we make small incremental gains, that's when the guy's gonna get good. Don't don't judge him against, you know, um Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes, right? Judge him by what did he do. You know, and he said that I judge the players, are they making incremental gains in their career in the game during the season from year to year? And I'm it's a perfect example of this, right? And he would stress to his players, don't compare yourself to, you know, your first year in the league, don't compare yourself to a guy that's been doing it, right? Um, so but that takes a conscious effort, a conscious flip, right? Um so you know, but again, we don't want to get rid of all of our fears because, again, it's there to keep you alive. It's the ones that paralyze you. Paralyzing, paralyzing fear um, can happen, right? If you don't believe me, go to a conference and every once in a while you'll see somebody really freaking out before they give a talk. I mean, not just nervous, but like in the bathroom throwing up kind of, kind of stuff, right? I remember it happened a couple of years ago at one conference. Yeah, right when we're coming out of COVID. And it was someone, I won't name them, but it's like, I was surprised. They were, they've been doing this shit for decades. They go, yeah, but I haven't done it for a couple of years. Do I remember how to do it? Right? Do I remember how to do it? And so it was, you know, it, it was, it was fun to see that this happens to all of us. So the best way to do this is a two-step process. The first part is to access that fear and kind of remove it out of your nervous system using our polyvagal exercises that, in case you forgot about, right, is access that feeling of fear, right, and kind of remove it from your nervous system because it becomes... When it gets a deep seat, is if the fear was installed when you were really young, especially pre-language, it's you you can't describe the undescribable. You can't if that part of your brain does not understand language. It's only there to keep you alive. And so it's going to keep upping the ante. So it'll make you, you know, freak out even more. So all you have to do is find that fear. Excuse me. So if you think about something that would make you afraid, whatever it is, right? If nothing else, um, here in the States, may not work for Miss Denea, but here in the States, every time I get a letter on the little return side, it says Internal Revenue Service. You know, my fear level goes up because I owe them so much money. It's unbelievable. And we're, you know, and uh, so, but I mean, it, you're just going to get it. So what, what makes you fearful? And where do you feel that fear, right? Especially if you, if I pull back and think about, I don't even know what the letter says yet. Right? It's like, you know, we've been corresponding, right? And, uh, but, you know, I jump to the worst case scenario. So where does that come from? So what I want you to do is think about something that make you afraid. And just where in your body do you feel it, right? Where in your body? Maybe it's your heart. Maybe it's your stomach. Maybe it's your throat. You know, when you start thinking, oh, my God, you know. You're going to give a talk at a conference and you expect 10 people and suddenly you realize you're in the big room with 250 people, you know, the top level peers in your profession, whatever it is, right? 
So where do you feel that, right? And then as you're feeling that, then go ahead and do the, where you take your hand and tilt your head like you're trying to you know, touch your ear to your shoulder, right? And then as, as you're doing that, just feel the fear and then <clears throat> look up the opposite direction as far as you can. And then now begin to bounce your eyes around. Just realize it's a feeling. It has nothing to do with anything. Kind of bounce your eyes around about 15 to 30 seconds. And make big circles with your eyes. Make big circles the other way. Good. And then do the other side. Tilt your head the other way. And this, and imagine like that polyvagal nerve, the back of your brain going down your spinal cord. It's just kind of opening up any blocks and then look up as far as you can to the opposite direction. Then bounce up, bounce down, bounce up, bounce down, circle eyes, circle eyes. And just realize wherever it came from, parents, authority figures, it's okay. Now roll your neck around. Now we're gonna do the EFT really quick, just a quick version, where you tap on your uh, karate point, as they call it, right? And say, I totally and completely accept myself, even though I can have fear. I totally and completely accept myself, even though I can have fear. Totally and completely accept myself, even though I have fear. Right? And then we're going to tap on the inside of our eyebrow. I cross my hands, you don't have to, right there. And just, you know, think calm and relaxed is what I would use. Calm and relaxed. You have a little bit of energy, butterflies, but you're calm and relaxed. So tap right there. Then tap on the outside of your eyes. Calm and relaxed. And underneath your eyes, right there in the, this one's stomach five, I know that. Calm and relax. Then begin to bounce your eyes around as you're doing step five. Then underneath your, the nose, the, then in the cleft of the chin, bounce your eyes around, just think calm and relax. And then that soft spot, your solar, uh, not solar plexus, um, Collarbone right there. And just bounce your eyes. Cool. Good. Then that spot between the ring and the little finger right there, tap it and then bounce your eyes around for sure, just thinking calm and relaxed. Look up, look down, bounce your eyes. Ah, and let it go. Now what I want you to do is close your eyes and imagine your circle of excellence, your circle of power. And if this circle was in front of you, you know, what color is it? What sound is it? You know, so, I mean, you at your very best, where you're on, you're anticipating everything, you're... Your action orient. So what color is it? Does it have a sound? What feelings do you think are in there? 
there a smell or a taste right in front of me. And now what I want you to do is kind of step in that circle, breathe that feeling in, and, and think about a time where you were truly, truly at your very best, whether it's given a talk or a sales pitch or a session, whatever it was, you were at your very best. And you think about as you're feeling that feeling in this circle, at one moment, maybe you were, you had to learn how to be good at this. Good. Good. Now leave that feeling in your circle of excellence so it also has that ability to learn. Now step out and imagine that circle right in front of you, whatever color, sound, feeling, and it's you at your very best at, you know, where you were. I always say, kick ass, take names, you are on. And now what I want you to do is just kind of remember what fear feels like when you begin to feel fearful. And as you begin to fear, feel fearful, step into that circle and breathe it in. Right. And so you know that you can take that fierce, that feeling of fear and put you in a feeling of power. So you can use that step out and begin to feel the butterflies. You got to give a talk. You got to give a presentation. There's a conversation you dread, right? And as you feel that little bit of dread, that, oh my God, butterfly, step into your circle of power and breathe it in. Good. Step back out. And know that you're going to get butterflies. You're going to get that little bit of, because uh, part of that's getting your nervous system ready for action. But the next time you feel it, the minute you feel it, you, you mentally imagine stepping into your circle. So you can feel that circle of excellence. And then give yourself a, an anchor, if you will. A make a fist or an okay sign as you're breathing it in. So now all you have to do next time you're given a speech or something you dread, uh, you know, you fire that anchor and you're ready to go. Step out. Arrive. That's a jazzed up fear into power, right? The new fear into power. Um, I'll get the steps written out soon, hint, hint. Um, and uh, we'll get the steps so you'll have that. And uh, it's good to do. I I recently had to do this. I'll share. I always overshare anyway. Um, I've been doing consulting work at an addiction treatment center. It's been a while, right? And I don't like confrontational Inter exchanges in a group setting, right? It's just like, eh, right? But in that kind of work, it's going to come up, right? And so I've been, you know, I had to been, you know, I had to work on it, like, you know, just that, 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 that. So anyway, success story was the other day I was there, I was doing something, and this person said something, and I yelled because that's, you know, he goes, well, you could have asked nicely. I go, I don't have to. I'm running a group. You don't like it? Get out. I'm just a consultant. I don't really work there, but I'm like, well, I wonder if I overstepped my bounds. 
But, you know, it's like, yeah, I would have dreaded. Does that make sense to everybody? It's like, eh, you know, because group people and and that. Uh, so, yeah, so use it for whatever, right? And and have some fun with it. So that's the fear into power. Did a little bit of polyvagal. Remember, fear is, is a good thing. You don't want to get rid of all fear, you know, because uh, that true story, going through a training in the military and the drill sergeant, I would, this goes back decades, so just bear with me, right? You know, you're 18 and stupid, so you think these sergeants are old. They're probably in their mid to late 20s, you know, early 30s, right? Drill sergeants. And one guy was there and he had all the, you know, uh, stuff on his chest. And uh, somebody was asking a question about, Sergeant, how did you overcome the fear? You know, when you were in the jungles, I was just after Vietnam. Vietnam was still actually winding down. And he went, I don't know. I never got over the fear. And then one of the other guys goes, yeah, but you you seem fearless. And I remember that guy just says, the only people I remember that are fearless, we buried in Vietnam. That shit terrified me. Right? But you do it anyway. And you just, you know, and so... You're going to use it to your advantage. So that's fear into power. Use it and have fun with it.